going to do my against the wind walk for you, but I, yeah, I don't want to, you know, don't want to waste all my time. <laughs> I am excited to uh, speak, wow, speak this morning to you and, uh, and, and, and kind of uh, talk with you today. Uh, you are allowed to talk back. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll ask a question and you can answer. And so, but first of all, I want to say thank you to absolutely everyone who has been praying for me and for my voice. And uh, someone came up to me after the, 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 the worship was over, and they said, wow, your voice sounded great. Is it better? I said, today it is. Today it was better. And, and uh, just to give you a quick update, um, <clears throat> we are preparing probably for a surgery uh, in the coming uh, months. Uh, but here's another prayer request. They told me, lose weight, lose weight. And I said, for my voice, they said, no, because you're fat. Um, but the doctors did tell me, lose weight. And so I'm in the process of that as well. And then we'll, we'll hopefully move on to the, uh, the vocal issue. My mom's watching, and she's saying, he's not fat. I guarantee you, guarantee you. Uh, I'd love for you to uh, turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 6. Verse 1 through 5. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 through 5. If you don't have your Bible with you, or if I start before you find it, it is up on the screen. So it says, Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and its mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once, thus shall you do for six days. So for six days, they're going to march around the city one time. That's what, six times uh, total in six days. And then Verse 4 says, seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpets. And when uh, they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. And so most of you know this story. It's one of my favorite stories when I was growing up in children's church. Uh, uh, inevitably, uh, the children's uh, leader or pastor would uh, build a wall, right? And, and we could uh, uh, march around it. We did a lot of Jericho marches in the church I grew up in, uh, but specifically in children's church. And then he would, you know, have someone on the inside and boom, it would knock all the, the wall down and it built your faith. As a kid, you're like, man, God can do anything like he did for the Israelites. Uh, he can do for us. But the Israelites had been walking around for 40 years, right? They were just in the desert, in the wilderness, and they were walking around in circles. They were on pause, if you will. You see, the Lord had given them the promise of the promised land to Moses, and yet because of some disobedience, because of a lack of faith, because of, of, of you know, just sort of turning their back on God from time to time, they found themselves walking in the wilderness for 40 years again on pause. 
And everybody was saying, wait, hold up. It's not time to move. Has everybody, anybody ever felt like you were on, on pause, like the last two and a half, or two years or so? Yeah. And I think we've used that word. <laughs> Pastor Rob's used that. You know, when COVID hit, it was like, okay, we're, we're not stopping. We're pausing for a moment, and then we're, we're, you know, moving forward. But the Israelites were on pause. And it looks very familiar to us. In our day-in, day-out day out life, sometimes we have things that God's called us to do or dreams that we dream that we think we're dreaming up ourselves, and, and it's like, hurry up and wait. Right? Hurry up and wait. It's pause time. And, and so that's where the, the Israelites were. They had been on pause for 40 years. They were waiting on the promise. They were waiting on that destiny. They were waiting on the dream that God had promised to them. I'm going to stop here for a moment. I'm going to get personal with uh, two people that I love so very much. Rob and Mary Beth, I feel like God's given me a word this morning for our church, but for you guys. You know, I've been here almost two years. In July, I can't believe it. It's been two of the greatest years of my life. But for two years, I want to tell you what has bombarded our pastors, our pastor and his wife. Let me tell you what has been bombarded them. Obviously, I moved here right in the middle of COVID, right in the middle of the... the Heart of pause time, right? People would ask me in California, why are you moving now, right in the middle? I'm like, I'm in California. <laughs> I'm sorry, Amanda, I love you. and I, I love California. Yeah. You know, but, but we're right in the middle of pause time, and we moved here, and I, I talked with Pastor Rob. I'll never forget the first time we really ever met in person. I'm sitting there in his little bitty cabin, and he says, man, Jason, uh, let me just tell you how things were before COVID hit. And he began to talk about what God had been doing and then dreams about what God wanted to continue to do that he had birthed in his heart. And so, you know, we kind of started plowing through the COVID thing. And, and the day, I know you remember this, Rob, the day I landed to come and visit, my Amanda and I, your, your mom had a heart attack that day. And she recovered somewhat, a little bit. And we, Amanda and I moved here. And shortly thereafter, your mom passed away. And then, you know, you're, you're picking up. You're, 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 let's do this thing. Let's get this thing together. Let's continue to go. Let's continue to dream. Let's continue to, to uh, do what God's called us to do. And then you're diagnosed with cancer. I'm going to tell you guys, I, I don't know... First of all, I don't know if you really know how much these two people love you. And, and I'm the youth pastor, right? I'm not getting a raise by saying nice things about them, I promise. I promise. But I want to say that I see these two day in, day out, pouring their hearts out for, for, for one another, pouring their hearts out to God and wanting and desiring more than anything to love you and to see you getting closer uh, to the Lord day in, day out, to disciple you so that we as a church then can disciple others. And so his, the mom passed away. He's diagnosed with cancer. He gets surgery uh, from, from cancer and, uh, uh, and removes the cancer. But by that time, it's like, man, 
where's two years gone? I feel like we've been on pause. He's told me this for, for two years. I want to tell you today, Rob and Mary Beth, listen, I want us to mark the date. Because pause is over. The pause is over, and it's time to dream again. It's time to stand up, not that you had ever taken a seat, but it's time to stand up. Listen, the cool thing is you get to be both Moses and Joshua in this scenario, right? You're not looking off from, uh, uh, what's the mountain? What's the name of the mountain here? No, 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 I know that mountain. I'm talking the mountain here in Traveler's Rest. Paris Mountain. I know the sign. Listen, you ain't got to sit at the top of Paris Mountain saying, oh, if we could look where I could have went, right? Listen, I'm going to tell you it's time. We're going to stand up. Not only you and Mary Beth, but myself and Amanda, Pastor Alex and Hannah, we're going to be your armor bearers. And I want to tell you, a host of the first service and a host of people coming in the second service, we believe in the dream that God has called you to. But I know for the last two years, listen, you look at my sermon title, it says against the wind, and then I read Joshua, and I told my sister this morning, there ain't no wind there. But, uh, but I tell you, I named it that because I know for two years you felt like you've been walking against the wind and you can't make progress. Mark the date, God is about to do something. Something new and fresh. God is about to do something. It's not even new to you. He's been telling you this for years. But God is about to do something powerful. Do you believe that, church? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. And so the Israelites were on pause. And yet Joshua, who believed and who had faith and who listened to God, knew that there was a time coming that God was going to redeem the time. He was about to play some catch-up. He is about to open up the floodgates coming, and, and, we're going, uh, and, and the, the Israelites were going to go and have a great victory. So Joshua led them across the Jordan, only then to see probably the biggest obstacle they had faced in the 40 years. The biggest obstacle to their dream, the biggest obstacle to the promise that God had, had promised them was the big wall in the city of Jericho. And they said, how are we going to defeat these people? How are we going to defeat this city? I want to tell you, sometimes God's given you a dream, a goal, a desire, a calling, and all you see around you is the obstacles. And it's really easy to focus on the obstacles and not focus on the one giving you the dream. I want to tell you, one of the, the, the big dreams that I have, one of the big dreams that I have is, is to get uh, three church vans. Listen, it's not a dream because I want to drive church vans. I hate driving church vans. They're the worst, all right? But I feel like God's put this in my heart to, to, to fundraise or do whatever I got to do to, to get three church vans because we want to pick students up at 
TR High School, Pickens High School, Eastside High School, where my girls go. We want to pick kids up from the junior high. We want to pick kids up on Sunday morning. Why? Not so that we could say, oh, look, we have a room full of teenagers or a room full of kids. But we believe, and our students, we were talking about that this past Wednesday, we believe the message that the Lord has given us is the hope to a lost and dying world. Do you believe that? And listen, I've talked to kids, oh, I've only had a ride. I'm like, I'll pick you up and I'll take you home. But listen, my dream, man, I've been praying, uh, Lord, supply. Well, well, let's start one van at a time. And we want to reach every kid possible in, in the, uh, Green, Greenville and Pickens County. That's what we want to do. That's our desire. That's, and I want to tell you, the first point today is whatever dream God has given you, our dreams do not originate with us. Our dreams uh, do not just originate with us. They're not just good ideas that we come up with. I know it's corny and hokey and you've heard it before, but they're God ideas. God's not giving us ideas and great ideas just so that we can reap some great reward. He's doing it so that those around you in your worldview, so that those around you at your workplace, so that those around you in your neighborhood can hear the gospel and, 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 and come to a salvation knowledge of Jesus Christ. And you can say, well, there's churches on every corner. And on this corner, there's like seven. I don't know how you do that to corners. But there's churches everywhere, and yet there's still lost people. In fact, there's lost people sitting in every church. But God has given you the opportunity to, and the idea to say, how can I reach those people? Listen, God's dreams are literally dreams that he has put in your heart and in your mind. And if your dreams are something that you can achieve on your own, that ain't God. You're like, man, I had a dream to do this and I, I fulfilled it. It took me like eight weeks. Listen, that's awesome. Good start. God said, I've got more. In fact, we were telling the students on Wednesday that the scriptures had said, you know, everything that you can ask, dream, or imagine. Right? The Lord said, I want to do everything that you can ask, dream, or even imagine. Listen, today, whatever your dream is, God dreams for more. Anything you can imagine, he imagines more. And he's capable and able to bring that to fruition for you. So our dreams did not originate with us. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel, none went out and none came in. Now, that's the interesting thing to me. Because here's the Israelites. They're looking from afar at the big city with the big wall. And they're like, how are we ever going to defeat the people of Jericho? But the people of Jericho have heard about this God of Israel. And so what do they do? Shut the gates. They were in hiding themselves. I mean, isn't that crazy to think? I mean, it says it right there that the people of Jericho, no one went out, no one went in because of the people of Israel. I want you to know the second point today, the enemy wants to keep you from fulfilling 
the dreams of God for your life. You're like, Jason, this is so simple. I'm simple. I'm a simple guy. But until we start doing the things that God has called us to do, I don't, why get complicated? One of my youth pastors when I was growing up, we didn't notice for about six weeks. He preached the same message for six weeks. And we finally were like, hey, dude, we've heard this before, I think, I think. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep preaching it until one of you start doing it, you know. And I'm not saying that. That's not me. That was that guy for me, right? I mean, I, I'm, but listen, why get complicated when the Lord is saying, I'm giving you a dream. Now let's walk it out. The enemy's only job, right, is to keep us from fulfilling the dreams of God in our life. The wall of Jericho was standing in the way of the Israelites, standing in the way of God's promise. You may even uh, know what you may know what God's dreams are for you, but you're saying, "I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to accomplish it. I don't know how to fulfill it." And even uh, 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 more devastating, sometimes you might be sitting here today. And you might say, man, I, I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to fulfill his dreams, but I don't even know what they are. I want to fulfill the dreams of God, but I'm not sure even what God wants me to do. I want you to look at Josh chapter, Joshua chapter 6, verse 2. And the Lord says to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands with its king and its mighty men of valor. I have given you the city of Jericho. I've given it into your hand with its king and its mighty men of valor. Listen, God gives the, uh, the dreams that he's dreaming for us. God speaks it. He speaks it to us even before we can even see it. We've already said Forty years before the Lord spoke to Moses, after they were uh, 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 the Lord delivered them out of Egypt, He said, "Now I want to send you. I want to take you to the Promised Land." And again, because of some disobedience, because of uh, some 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 uh, la- a lack of faith, because of giving credit to other uh, other things and other people uh, other than the Lord, they had to walk around for forty years. But the dream of God didn't change. The vision of the Lord didn't change for His people. It was still to give them the city, to give them the, pro, uh, the promised land. I want to tell you, sometimes you say, I don't know what God wants me to do. And we talk to our students about this all the time. I, I don't know what God wants me to do. But, you know, but it primarily, it's because we won't listen. I mean, how many times? I'm not saying we don't pray. I'm not saying we don't read the word of God. I'm not saying we don't worship. But I say, I'm saying that, that we do all of those things and we try to stay busy for the Lord, right? And he's saying, slow down. I'm about to speak to you the dreams that I have for you. Slow down. I'm about to give you something that's going to not only change your life, but it's going to change lives that you come in contact with. It's not a lack of prayer Now, sometimes it is, but I'm not accusing this morning. It's not a lack of worship. 
sometimes, right? It's not a lack of any of those, but it's a lack of saying, Lord, speak to me. I want to tell you, God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. And if we will stop and we will slow down, we tell our students all the time, listen, after you pray, nobody's asking you to pray for an hour and a half, right? But after you pray for five to seven minutes, then I want you to sit there for five to seven minutes with something in your hand besides a phone to take notes on. <laughs> sit there with a tablet in your hand. That's a little thing that you can open up and write on. It's a tablet, not the, not the iPad, right? With a real pencil and with a real paper, I want you to sit there and write what God has spoken to you in that five to seven minutes because he desires to. Let me tell you how powerful that is. I'm going to do it quickly. My older sister, Rhonda, who is a hero of the faith to me, they were just able uh, in the last several weeks in the middle of this big housing boom where, you know, they, they had offered uh, over and above many, many times all these houses they were looking at and they could not get uh, accepted they, or, or, you know, they, they, you know, they could not get the offer taken and they, they were just looking and looking and looking and she called me and she was discouraged. She said, all I want to do is have a place so that I can bring my son's uh, friends and, and we can worship together and, and, you know, from his youth group and all of these things. You know, she's telling me these things. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And long story short, a miracle took place. They were able to get a house that was bigger than any house that they uh, uh, had ever looked at during that time. It was way out of their price range. They offered lower, much lower than even the asking price. And the lady was like, yes. (laughs) And so we were able to take about 15 of our students from here, we went to a, a youth service there in Atlanta, and we got back to their house. They had moved in a week ago, or two weeks prior, something of that nature. And, and, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting there with Rhonda, and our students from the switch were down in the basement, and they were playing their instruments. They were worshiping together with, with uh, uh, themselves and with my, my nephews and uh, with my brother, brother-in-law. They were all down there worshiping the Lord. And Rhonda, I, I, I walked out, on the, and she was on the couch with tears running down her eyes. And I said, what's wrong? And she just handed me a tablet. And it's something that she had written several years ago when they began praying for a house. Several years ago, she said, Lord, my prayer is that we will have a house full of worship. My prayer is that we will have a basement that will be filled with teenagers that will worship the Lord together and then go from this place and lead their friends to a salvation knowledge of Jesus. She's handing me this paper. I'm reading it. She said, Jason, I wrote this several years ago. And, and, and this is the fulfillment, the beginning of the fulfillment for God's dream for Rhonda and Reese and that family and that house. See, the Lord didn't bless them just so they could heap it on them because they deserved it. I think they did deserve it. But that's not why God did it. God did it because he said they are going to see 
hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of teenagers come and worship and leave and disciple others because of the blessing of this house. And I want to tell you, it's only been like that. I forget. We went there, I believe, in uh, early... Uh, we went there in February, and there has already been, since February, hundreds of teenagers filling that house for the glory of God. Amen? Listen, because when God gives you a dream, because when God gives you a dream, he fulfills that dream. And so he said to Joshua, he said, I've already given you the city. Here's the plan. Joshua 6, 3. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. And I want you to do that for six days. Again, if I'm Joshua, I'm like, when do we pull out the weapons? I mean, what's the strategy to get through the wall? No, I want you to march around the wall one time for six days. Listen, God's strategy is not our strategy. In fact, some of you might be sitting here today and say, man, I've tried to do what God's called me to do, and it's never worked. It's never been open. A door's never open. Let me just encourage you, go back and say, okay, Lord, how do you want to do it? Because the way you told me to do it didn't make sense, so I just obviously thought you were wrong. Listen, I've been there. I've been there, Lord. That could not be correct, so I'll do this. But listen, God's strategy is not your strategy. Sometimes, I'd venture to say, oftentimes it's not going to make sense. Can you imagine the, 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 the fighting men that were there with Joshua? So you just want me to walk around? Yeah, don't even bring your weapon. Uh-huh. Don't bring my weapon. Listen. It's a constitutional right, though, going to bring my weapons. <laughs> he said, I want you to walk around one time for six days. Joshua 6, 4, then it says, Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. I'm going to read that again. Seven priests shall bear the uh, seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. I want to tell you the last point today. God's presence will always precede the fulfilling of the dreams of God. Listen, if God's giving you a dream and you have not seen that dream fulfilled or that dream accomplished, let me challenge you today. Get in his presence. Let me challenge you today. Get in his presence and worship him as though the fulfillment has already been accomplished. I've had a number of people, I don't know if you can tell, I get a little excited. And I've had a number of people say, oh, I I love to watch you worship the Lord. I'm like, thank you, because I love to worship the Lord. My daughter here, Jalen, I've had people come up and say, ah, whew. I was standing in the back watching Jalen worship the Lord. She's just moving all around. <laughs> but I'll say this. Sometimes when you're worshiping the Lord, it's okay to get uncomfortable. 
sometimes if you're waiting on the dreams of the fulfillment of God, you say, well, I've done it this way for years, but maybe I'm going to do something different. Maybe, maybe, just maybe I'm going to slip my hands up and say, I don't care who's looking. I don't care who's here. I don't care who's around. I'm going to get into your presence. Now, I'm not saying you have to get lift your hands to get into the presence of God. That's not what I'm saying. But I will say sometimes you've got to do things you've never done before. Like uh, march around a city with no weapons. And, and, and so... Joshua tells the men. God told Joshua. Joshua tells the entire nation of Israel. Uh, God's presence is always going to precede the fulfilling of the dreams of God. And Joshua 6, 4 says, On the seventh day you will march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And so again, the children of Israel are like, okay, so you're telling me for six days we're going to march around at once. We're not even supposed to make a sound. And the seventh day, we're going to do a marathon apparently. We're going to walk around seven times. Joshua, that doesn't make sense. And he says, well, that's what the Lord said. Verse 5, he says, and when... After you've walked around seventh, the seventh time on the seventh day, that's a total of 13 times around the wall, when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout. The wall of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up, every one straight before him. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord, before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward and march around the city and let the armed men pass before the Ark of the Lord. Listen, we know the story. That seventh day they marched around the city seven times. And on the seventh time, what did they do? They shouted. They shouted a shout of victory. They shouted a shout of obedience. They shouted a shout of saying, Okay, God, it's time for you to fulfill this dream. And the walls begin to fall. I'm going to tell you, listen, if we want God to do, who has unsaved friends and, and, and loved ones in your life? Who? Nearly every hand in the place is going up. And here's the deal. I believe those walls can fall. I believe when we begin to walk in the fulfillment of God, those walls can fall. When we begin to walk in obedience, when we begin to walk and say, it's not my idea, it's not my strategy, but I am going to be faithful. See, some of you are still walking around the wall, and that's okay because that's what you're supposed to be doing. But you're saying, my kids are still far away from God. You're walking around the wall, and you're saying, but I'm still bound in my own sin. The Lord's saying, that's okay, just keep walking. Keep walking. Keep being faithful. 
Listen, for some of you, today is the seventh time around. For some of you, today is that time where the Lord's going to speak to you and He's going to give you clear fulfillment to your dreams. For some, you're just starting out. For some, it may be day three, day four. I don't know, but I will tell you this. No matter the pain, no matter the, 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 uh, the sin, no matter the failure that you've been through, the Lord will never waste it. He will use it for His glory. So I don't want you to feel condemned in any way. The Lord said, I'm going to take broken pieces and we're going to tear down the wall and we're going to see this place, service one, service two, service three, new, new vision, new dreams, new, new desire. We're going to see it because that's God's dream. That's not Rob's dream. It was never Robin Mary Beth's dream while they were in Alaska. Go back to South Carolina. Oh, awesome. Greenville. Woohoo! No, no, Traveler's Rest. What? But see, the Lord knows. He knew the plans of something about a swamp rabbit that was going to come through here and that was going to bring people here. Why? And then it's going to bring people to the kingdom of God. Do you believe that? I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody moving around. I'm sorry. I actually spoke longer than I typically do.